Next Legacy. A lot of memories and a lot of history on Branded After Dark. I am Sweet Aaron. I am I am Branded alongside I am Sweet Aaron tonight. I'm just already fumbling my words and doing what I'm doing tonight. I know. I'm just I. But you know what? Tonight is the show yeah, where I just right. feel like I, I'm Sweet Aaron. How you doing, dear? Are you good? You good? I'm, okay, perfect. We're the moon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> well, it's about to be even better because I'm about to introduce the world to a man that I I have. You know, it, it it was like he was my second dad in a lot of ways, and 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 I was able to just not just watch his career, but to be able to enjoy just his acting talents and just everything that he embodied as far as hard work and determination and longevity. Because when when you when you talk Alan Thick, you talk legacy, longevity, and I am honored and privileged to have Mr. Alan Thick on Branded After Dark tonight. Hello, sir. Well, hello. Thank you. That was a wonderful hello. introduction. And, uh, I, I appreciate that you read it just about the way I wrote it. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, you, you know, as a as a writer and, a, and an actor and a music composer, hey, you know what? Hey, it it, it speaks volumes, Mr. Allen Thig. How you doing, man? Definitely the best, and we have him back. And 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 thanks for giving I'm, me the I'm heads back. up that you are you're you're good to go, Mr. Allen Thig. Well, I think I uh, will probably hit a couple of dead spots uh, on this freeway, but uh, uh, I'm not driving, so I don't care. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And Mr. Alan Thick is brought to us by AlanThick.com. Make sure you check out his website for all things Alan Thick and follow him on Twitter at Alan, A-L-A-N underscore Thick, T-H-I-C-K-E on Twitter where he tweets, uh, rant, you know, a lot, more than more than you would think. So um, I, I'm, I'm just glad you're here, man. I, I'm just, I like, as a fan first, I got to tell you that I, I'm very, very, very inspired and proud of just your accomplishments that you have over the course of your career. So I gotta, I, I gotta commend you for the hard work and the effort. First off, sir. Well, thank you. If you, if you just, if you live long enough, you get to do a lot of stuff. That's uh, kind of the definition of uh, icon these days. Is just as you pointed out, longevity. Just, Absolutely. Uh, just stay in the game until they, uh, until they blow the whistle. Uh, indeed, Hi. indeed, and I, and I want to start a little bit different, um, Mr. Allen Thick, and, and I want to talk about the books that you do have, which is available on Amazon. People can actually go check it out, and just you know, your book, and, and I actually ordered one today. Didn't have a chance to read it thoroughly. Um, I, I bought How to Raise Kids Who Won't Hate You, and, and I'm definitely getting ready to order How Men Have Babies as well. But I mean, I, I, I got to say, you know, you as an author and uh, reading um, some excerpts. Um, what what inspired you to actually just come out with these books for us as uh, not just dads, but people that's actually getting ready to be a dad or, or just people that just want to know in general? Yeah, mostly I was inspired by royalties and residuals. And uh, once they <laughs> told me about that, I said, sure, I can come up with a book. Why not? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the truth is that they always they they come to you. Publishers come to you, and they want you to do a kiss and tell book, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, whether it's about growing pains or your family, and I wasn't too comfortable uh, uh, with that. Uh, not that I'm not a great kisser, but uh, and I'm a good teller. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to put those together on paper, you know. So. So uh, I, I, I waited to find a niche that I thought made sense, and 
because of uh, growing pains and that uh, reputation or that image, uh, it made sense to write something about uh, parenting. And um, what I did, the, the philosophy there was to get some experts who actually know what they're talking about and then mm -hmm. quote them a lot and, uh, and get some input and advice and then spin that with my own uh, uh, personal anecdotes. I can't wait to I can't wait to read it and it's available people you can get both books how to raise kids who won't hate you and also how men have babies as well you can uh you know and and I like the how men have babies the pregnant father's survival guide I I, I can't wait to be able to take a take a look at that and 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 it's good reading I'm sure I definitely can't wait to 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 get into it but let let me also ask you this Alan as we all know you, favorite television dad, and, and, and I said at the start of the, the, the show that I felt like he was always my second dad. And it's just like, you know, different. You, you helped raise a lot of kids and a lot of households throughout your career, and I'm pretty sure you've gotten that a lot as far as conversation throughout your lifetime so far, right? Well, yeah, and I, you know, I like to be the second dad because it's the first dad has to pay for everything. So <laughs> the second dad is the... Uh, you know, we just come along, we go to the ball game, it's, uh, it's an easy job. <laughs> Marlon, what's up? Oh, my gosh. I, I, my stomach is still in my throat. I, how are you, <laughs> Mr. Thick? This, this is amazing to me. I, I, I'm almost speechless. I'm, I grew up watching you, and I felt like you were my dad. I mean, I wanted you to be my dad. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Amazing, but, uh, amazing. I, 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 I would have been happy to spank you, I'm sure, but I had my hands full of Kirk, and then uh, I had there's a lot of, lot of, lot of discipline we had to uh, go through there. <laughs> right, right. I don't. I, I honestly, I promised. Well, I didn't. I didn't really promise not to say this, but. But I don't think it would have been a good a good look because I, I too was in love with Kirk Cameron, um, you know, back in the day. But I mean, you were the coolest dad ever, and I well, would really, I, really I, enjoy I, to be your daughter now because I would love <laughs> to be treated like a princess. Well, I appreciate that thought, and uh, yes, Kirk <laughs> has gone on to uh, uh, to great heights, and he's got about six kids of his own now. because you've been in the business of entertaining uh all of us throughout your through you know through decades now and it's it, and you know a lot of memories that we always have is with growing pains and a lot of what you've done throughout your career so when you look at entertainment now and in, in in your own eyes and your own perspective not just situation comedy and you know things like that I, I know we're missing our tv dads we i really do personally but i mean what is your overall opinion about just the Com the situation comedy aspect and just the entertainers that's entertaining now in 2013? Well, I think that uh, television, for instance, is uh, uh, better than ever, and it's also worse than ever. You know, you have so many networks now and so right. many shows and so many options that we're, we see some uh, real uh, hardcore crap. Uh, but you also see uh, genius. You know, there are some uh, brilliant new shows, both dr uh, dramatically and uh, comedically, and uh, new new voices and new approaches. And uh, 
I think it's very it's a very exciting time to be in television. And uh, as far as uh, music is concerned, uh, uh, I, I think the beats that we're hearing now are better than they've ever been. Uh, the technology uh, uh, helps contribute to that. The digital technology and the fact that uh, there's so many creative people playing with uh, rhythm tracks and you know, bass drum combinations that uh, are, are, are fun to bounce to. I don't think that we're necessarily in a, a, a period of evolution where the uh, lyrics or the melodies are any better, but the beats mm -hmm. and the sound and the feel are definitely better. So uh, uh, th there's always something to be said for uh, uh, the evolution of uh, the, the species and for the entertainment business, and I think uh, we're doing just fine. Okay. Alan Thicke is our guest on Branded After Dark, and, you know, you brought up music, and, of course, um, you're, you're, you have a, a heavy hand in a lot of stuff that went on musically as far as, you know, just just you composing, being a part of just the theme, the theme for the facts of life, for different strokes, for Will of Fortune, for Joker's Wild. I mean, I can go on and on and on, and you know, kind of, you know, let the listeners know. But I mean, what 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 was music always a, a passion of yours while you were entering this business? Well, it was. I played in some uh, really lousy uh, fraternity bands in college. And, uh, and, and then, uh, after that, after, uh, after that, when I graduated and, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I played in some lousy bands after college. So, uh, okay. I, had a, uh, I had a history of, uh, uh, having some fun and playing, you know, rock and roll, but, uh, I wasn't, uh, particularly gifted at it, but, uh, I was playing, uh, you know, lousy songs in a mediocre voice to a bunch of horny potheads long before Coldplay was doing it. Uh, uh, so I did have a background in music, and, um, and I, I wrote for uh, a number of acts, uh, uh, either R&B acts or, or country acts, uh, during my television writing days. I wrote for uh, uh, Glenn Campbell and Olivia Newton-John, Anne Murray, okay. Matt Davis, Johnny, Johnny Cash, and then... And then I also wrote for uh, uh, acts like Al Jarreau and The Spinners and Lou Rawls. So wow. an interesting kind of cross-section between country and uh, R&B. And I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I, I, I never wrote any uh, big hits for those people. I, I could have, of course, but I didn't want to spoil them. So uh, I just wrote them <laughs> some, I wrote them some uh, mediocre album fillers. And then, uh, uh, of course, a generation later, uh, we have uh, we have the uh, incredible talents of uh, Robin Thicke. So I'm just uh, thrilled to be able to sit back and uh, watch him do his thing. And uh, he's uh, certainly raised a family brand and and uh, raised uh, our, our our music brand to an art form. Absolutely. Now, have you gave have you gave Mr. Robin Thicke a, a little bit of your uh, your savvy, your know how, or did he just have that, you know, instilled? Of course, you're gonna you're gonna take all the credit because that's your son. So you know, just you know, as far as little tips that you gave him throughout his journey, um, you know, the, the, does Robin Thicke have a little bit of uh, Alan Thicke savvy when he's not just on stage, but you know, writing or making his own music as well? Well. Uh... You know, his kind of talent skips a generation, so I can't claim to have contributed too much to his uh, his, uh, his musical chops. But uh, I think the most important contribution I made was I taught him how to fill out the publisher forms. There you uh, go. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I taught him percentages. 
Check out Alan Thicke's website. Go to www.alanthicke.com. Um, check out all things that is Alan Thicke from the books just to kind of catch up with him. And also, again, hit him on Twitter at Alan underscore Thicke. Um, tweet away, people. Tweet away. This is definitely a, 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 a personal night and a, and, a, and a night where a lot of fans are actually checking you out from uh, different parts of the country. So is it, I mean, is this still surreal for people to actually, you know, so many people in Germany and Australia and uh, Japan, um, you know, just tweeting and, and, you know, social media right now, just hearing your voice and, you know, still get the vibes that they had back in the 80s or something like that. Is it a surreal feeling sometimes when you, well, you yeah, know, think it's, about it's that? Well, flattering, yeah, uh, it's flattering that they remember, and it's even more flattering when they discover something new that you're doing, you know, if they appreciate anything that's going on now, um, uh, that, that, that's always gratifying. So, and I, and I do enjoy the social media. I'm, I'm fairly new at it. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, hey, a couple of months ago, I wouldn't have known a tweet from a twerk. I'm uh, <laughs> catching up. I'm catching up. <laughs> so, so Twitter, as as you you've mastered Twitter, obviously, just from some of the things that I've seen and posts and things like that. So you you've done that. What's what what's some of the most uh, difficult things, I guess you could say, or just some things you just really just don't want to deal with when it comes to social media? Uh, I just you know the, the only thing that uh, uh, I've never quite understood is uh, uh, when people send you uh, some some uh, hater message. I don't understand why you would bother following somebody you don't like. I mean, uh, it, uh, it, it, it's like putting your ass on a cold toilet seat or something. Why would you bother if you know that's going to happen? You know, just go, go to a warm one. Go someplace hey, you're happy. Well, go someplace you like. You know? uh, don't, uh, don't, don't bother following people you don't. So that's always uh, amused me. I mean, I, I'm happy to say I have some... Uh, 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 delightful followers, and I get mostly uh, love and funny messages and warmth and humor. But every once in a while, somebody will break through with some total hater line, and you think, why did you even bother? Follow <laughs> somebody you like, maybe like Satan. Right. Uh, <laughs> How much Don't fun was it, it um, for you to do the whole, um, the whole wife swap with Gilbert Godfrey? Was that fun for you? Uh, it was fun for me. Uh, you know, I've, I've known Gilbert forever, and uh, uh, he used to—he was on my failed talk show many years ago. So he's always been amusing to me, and uh, he and his wife were quite delightful. That was awesome because I—I loved it. I loved it. I honestly loved it. Thank you. We—it uh, it was our first kind of experiment with. Uh, reality television and uh, uh we're now doing I'm, I'm doing a series uh, an entire series of 
uh, a comedy reality. It's not really a reality okay. show. It's re it's real people. It's uh, me and the wife and uh, my teenage son, and with occasional appearances by the rest of the family. But uh, uh, it's not just cameras following us around. We're doing it's reality, real people in sitcom stories. So it's kind of an interesting, uh, unusual, unique hybrid. And uh, we'll see mm -hmm. if people like it. And if they don't like it, I'm sure that I'll hear from the, that Twitter hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, that one Twitter hater, right? Yeah, Alan Thicke is our guest on Branded After Dark. And you, you mentioned reality shows, and um, and actually, just this this one that you're talking about that you're setting up as far as the, you know, the comedy. Um, are you are you actually getting it on like YouTube or where where is that going to be aired? Oh no, this uh, th this will be on a on a network. It's a co-production with Canada. That's who we're making it with, and then it'll be on a network down here starting in uh, April. Very good. Now, how do you feel about certain reality shows in general, like the stuff that you actually um, have seen that you either like or not like? I mean, what, what's your opinions well, about the dominance of reality shows? Well, they're here to stay. Uh, I personally like the ones that uh, aim for warmth and amusement. I uh, like uh, Duck Dynasty, for instance. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I know the, I, I see the appeal and the interest in the, some of the shows, like the Housewives shows, where everybody gets mad at everybody else, and then you throw wine and tip over their table and, and uh, you know, pull their nose hairs. And, sleep with your husband or whatever. That just wasn't a convenient, not a comfortable format for me. And that's why I kind of stayed away from it until uh, uh, they would buy a, a notion that was uh, intended to be warm and funny, and that's what we're aiming for. Perfect, perfect. You, looking if, forward if to seeing out that. Of all that after, out of all the hats that you, that you wear, if you had to choose between acting between writing music, between directing, or, you know, authoring books, what, and you could only do one, what would you choose? Because you've done I everything would, uh, there is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would probably just uh, eat the uh, Haagen-Dazs uh, all day. I mean, that's, I've, I, I've had so much fun with the variety of my career. I mean, you you exactly touched on it. If I if I ever could have been exceptional or fabulous at one thing, I would have done that. If I could have been as uh, as uh, funny as uh, you know Chris Rock or uh, as uh, dramatic as Leonardo DiCaprio or as musical as Robin Thicke, I would have done that. But right. uh, I, instead, I was kind of a master of B talents. You know, I was like. I used to call myself a fast food renaissance man. Uh, I could do a, I could do a bunch of stuff and have a lot of fun with it, and that that turned out to be the uh, the, the reward of my career. Well, one one thing that we we all know and love you for was your contributions to Growing Pains, and I know we touched on it earlier. And um, and I know the last uh, television reunion that you guys had was in two thousand four. And I want to say Good Morning America back in 2011 was when, you know, the last public. Um, you know, just, just talk to the listeners a little bit about just how that has transcended to become not just pop culture, but, you know, just the standard set um, with many other shows that will withstand the test of time because it was just that feeling in that household of not just family, but also um, we were able to see you guys 
have such chemistry that will never be duplicated? Well, uh, you're absolutely right that that's what makes a show like that work. Uh, it requires uh, fortuitous casting and chemistry uh, along with the uh, writing that has to be of somebody's singular vision. So all of those things have to come together to make for a successful show. And uh, uh, we did have legitimate chemistry. In fact, it, uh, it uh, uh, carries on to this day. Uh, only a couple of weeks ago, we had a, uh, had a barbecue out at my ranch uh, for the cast and uh, to come and bring all their kids. So we had a, a couple of dozen uh, between the growing pains, uh, children and, the, and their children. Uh, right. We had a pretty big crowd, so a lot of fun. We spent the day swimming and eating and uh, gossiping. And then uh, this very weekend, in fact, on Saturday, I am honored to be inducted into the Canadian Walk of Fame. And, All right. Uh, I, 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 and my presenter... My, my presenter on the television special that covers this uh, will be Joanna Kearns. Uh, All right. And, uh, and, uh, All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, we were uh, nicely, successfully TV married for seven years. And, of course, we raised uh, four children uh, on TV through uh, grade school and high school and right on to syndication. When you talk about seven years of growing pains, and what's that, 166 shows, if memory serves me correct, um, yeah, out of all the yeah. shows, out of the shows that you've done, is there a handful that just stands out as shows that, you know what, I, I think about it, not just every day, but, you know, it's just one of my all-time favorites, be it if it was some things that happened behind the scenes or, you know, just some on-camera things that just, you know, just moved you in a certain way. Well, we, uh, it's fun to think back and look back on episodes that uh, uh, featured some people who went on to become big stars. You know, sometimes you recognized uh, their special qualities when they were on the set, and sometimes mm -hmm. you just, they just popped out years later. But uh, uh, Growing Pains was a popular show, and therefore every child actor in Hollywood uh, was trying to get on it. Every agent wanted his client to be on the show, and we had uh, uh, people like Brad Pitt, Matthew Perry, uh, Heather Graham, uh, Hilary Swank, mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, um, uh, Brian Austin Green, even Robin uh, was on it for a couple of episodes as a kid. Right. Uh, so we, we had, uh, it, it's fun to uh, look back and see the ones who uh, took off and made it, and uh, uh, you know, you can always tell when, when they're 14 or 15 and they're on the set, you can tell which ones are the nice nice uh, kids that you're going to be rooting for and which ones are the bratty little turds. <laughs> the ones really like, oh, okay, oh, i got to deal with you today. Oh, my goodness, this is going to be a, whoo, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. But i but I, I got to say... It's it's very rare to see when you have such chemistry, um, be it on set, not just situation comedies, it could be movies, it could be whatever, and just being able to just you know harness that into into something long lasting. I mean, it, it's just it's just like I said earlier, Alan. There there's a lot of stuff that you guys have done that people can try to duplicate it, but it's not going to actually be because you know the the one thing that's missing is not just talent but chemistry. Because when you have that with certain people, that's important when you're when you're acting and bouncing off one another, right? 
Oh, yeah, that's uh, really important. And uh, and it makes acting easier because uh, you don't have to just think about your own lines. If somebody's giving it back to you in a way that makes sense and feels real and organic, it, uh, it becomes easier to remember scripts. Absolutely. And a couple of quick questions before we let Mr. Alan Thicke go, and he is our guest on Branded After Dark. You can go to alanthicke.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Alan underscore Thicke. Do that right now, people. Not just now, but do it right now. Follow, follow, follow. And um, up-and-coming actors and actresses and directors and producers and people out there that's trying to make a name for themselves. I know a lot of people, Alan, are they're, they're going to the YouTubes. They're going to Hulu. Um, they're going to do a lot of different things online now. Do you see that as an evolution of it? People are moving away from, um, I guess you could say, mainstream television to online and doing things of that nature there now? Well, there's certainly many different ways to uh, watch television and film and, uh, and listen to music. And there's also, that means there are many different ways to break into the business. So both as a consumer uh, or, or as a talent, it becomes easy for, easier for you now uh, to get an audience, uh, at least to get some attention. Uh, you still really, to, to have a, a serious career or make some money and, and pay the bills, you still need to reach a, a larger mainstream audience. So... Uh, I don't see that going away, but uh, there are different uh, d different uh, networks and different uh, distribution systems now that that can reach a mainstream audience. So uh, uh, I think it's good for everybody. Hmm. I, have, I have kind of a, a I don't even know what kind of question this would be, but like I've always wondered, like when you're Alan Thick, and you're you know do you and and you're you know going shopping or going to the post office or, you know, I mean, do you, ha do you have to, you know, wear a disguise? Like, are there like 900 <laughs> people, you know, running up to you every 10 seconds, you know, wanting to take pictures and things like that? Like, do you have to have an oh, yeah, no, it, It's true. Whenever I uh, go out, I, have to, I disguise myself as George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just so people won't bother me. <laughs> now, people, you know, uh, there, there are, there are, I know that there are some actors whose whose image uh, is uh, like maybe a bad guy, you know, gangsters and uh, tough guys, and and uh, they get uh, they, they don't get the same kind of warmth. I mean, people actually respond to them out in public uh, as, as as their characters. So, uh, bad guys don't have it as easy when you're just uh, when you're an innocuous, fun-loving sweetheart of a TV dad. Uh, people are generally uh, kind and, and and pleasant, so it's fun to meet them. That's wonderful. And I Alan Thicke has an entourage. I love you more than I do, but I do. <laughs> Alan Thicke yeah. has an entourage. People, he has an entourage. He has a group of people that follows him every single. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I have a, a small entourage of, uh, of uh, heavily armed snipers. I take the Navy SEALs with me wherever I go. There you go. There you go. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like the to real, hear. The real, uh, the real entourage guy would be Robin. Robin now has four bodyguards to keep away the same girls I used to pay guys to go find. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> you know what, Mr. Alethick, I'm looking forward to seeing um, just some of the, the, the things you have on the horizon. I'm just looking forward to um, just a lot of new things that you do have. And, 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 and thank you for inspiring us, not just us media folks, but also inspiring actors, actresses, producers, writers, all that good stuff because, you know, again, a lot of people – would love to be or to have the position that you've had throughout your years of, of being a part of a lot of iconic things. Um, so it's it, it's big for us media folks, but it's also big for the listeners just to be able to hear you just, you know, just talk and just you're, you're, you're one of the regular nice guys. And, and, and it's good to be able to, you know, say, hey, you know what, I had dialogue with one of the greatest to do it. And I, and, and I well, humbly thank, thank you, sir. You. That's very kind of you. I appreciate the kind words, and uh, keep up the good work, and uh, we'll keep our eye on each other and uh, maybe get a couple Twitter followers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so very, 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 very much. You have no idea what, what this has meant to me and what you've meant to me throughout you know, my life and watching, you know, growing up with you. I mean, this is, this is unreal to me right now, but thank you so so very much for everything uh, well, you've thank, done. Thank you for saying that, and thank you for having me. So uh, keep on keeping Absolutely. on, and uh, our, our paths will cross somewhere. Absolutely, yeah, and we're yeah. following you on Twitter as well, so we're definitely going to make right. sure we yeah. create a lot of traffic throughout uh, throughout yeah. our radio career. And as long as you're on Twitter, we're going to keep supporting you and showing thank a ton of love, right? That. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That is Alan Biggs. Okay. Bye-bye. Branded After Dark. That is, uh, that is. Next Legacy.